If we at Refine Labs, if we have a company that comes in that is not aware of our differentiation at the time of the sale, we lose that deal every time. They're going to be way more price sensitive. They're going to be comparing us against commodity providers, and they don't value the additional things that we do and the different perspective that we that we have. And so, I think that companies that are truly different need to focus on having everyone in the market know about that way before. They get into a sales conversation. You can do that through media. You can do that through organic content. But I think the driver is that it's content driven,、mm -hmm. and you need to figure out how to distribute it effectively in the way that people actually consume it. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ. Before we introduce today's topic and guest, I have a special co-host for today, Belay's very own vice president of marketing, Dorian Usherwood. Hey everyone, I'm excited to join you today and help our listeners get a competitive edge. In this episode, we're joined by Chris Walker to talk about. Unique ways businesses can differentiate themselves from their competitors. Chris Walker is the CEO of Refine Labs and host of the State of Demand Gen podcast. Chris has some unique, honestly groundbreaking ideas about marketing and the best ways for businesses to differentiate themselves. What's so great is he not only helps you stand out as a business, but he also helps you use those elements to drive leads and sales, and that is music to every leader and business owner's ears. This is content that every single business owner needs to hear. So, without a moment too soon, here's Chris Walker. Welcome, Chris. We are super excited to have you join us today. I have been waiting for this interview for so so long, and you have already given us a warning that you have a lot of content, a lot of information to share. So,、um, hey, listeners out there. Hold on tight. If you are driving, you're probably going to want to re-listen to this or pull over because there's going to be so much goodness. But seriously, Chris, thank you so much for joining. Really excited to be here, Lisa. Looking forward to diving in here. Great. Well, we always like to start off the podcast with a fun question, perhaps something that your, you know, other listeners might not know, so that people have to come over here and listen to the One Next Step podcast. So, are you ready? Always. Okay. What was the last song that you listened to? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs>、uh, this will be funny for people. So the last song I listened to was on Spotify called "Ramen OJ" by Will Baby. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that little, song. Atlanta hip hop action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't see me as a hip hop guy, but I'm I'm eclectic. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I know. I actually feel bad sometimes that I don't know enough about hip hop. My kids try to teach me, but、uh, Trisha,、um, who is our CEO at Belay, she is a huge hip hop fan. So if you ever want to trade playlist,、uh, definitely、uh, hit her up because she、right、is phenomenal. You should also check out some UK hip hop, Chris. Some really、cool. good stuff coming out of the UK. Yeah. So you know, tell us about demand generation. What you do and how you got to where you are. Yeah. So、um, if we look at demand generation broadly, I consider it. I break it into two buckets: capturing demand and creating demand. But if we look at it way more simply, 
there is a bunch of people out there that could buy your product. And a lot of those people don't are not aware of the problem that even would trigger them to look for something like you. Um, and so the easy example that I give is there was a point in time where nobody knew that they needed to use toothpaste. Hmm. And then a company went out, they created a product, they had clinical data behind it. They showed that, you know, if you don't use toothpaste, your teeth are going to get yellow and you're going to get cavities and you're going to lose your teeth and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And when they were able to communicate that effectively to a large market, people started to adopt it. That's the most simplistic way of looking at demand generation. And so for a company that's doing something innovative, that's building a new category, doing things like that, they're going to need to go out and educate the market on specifically why the problems that their solution solves in order for the, the market to adopt it. Yeah, makes sense. I'm thinking Shark Tank right now when they're like, when they when they reject an idea because they're like, yeah, there's too much education that has to happen, it's right? So incredibly you, expensive. Yeah, who yeah. come along and we're like, hey, we're going to help you do that. So yeah, and we just, we, we believe that we do it in a cost-effective and very like efficient way mm -hmm. using using the internet. A lot of companies, B2B companies specifically, tend to try and create demand through outbound cold calling, um, yeah. which is expensive, highly inefficient. People are not receptive to it today, given the scale and maturity of the internet and how buyers have evolved. And so using the internet in a different way to educate people in a way that they like so that they understand those things. And so they consider buying the product is what we do. Yeah, I love that. So what role does differentiation play in a business's ability to drive leads? Differentiation, I'm a, I'm a classically trained marketer, I'll tell that for the <laughs> listeners. And so um, I started my career in product management, product marketing, mainly upstream developing what are the new features we're going to build, what are, what's the next product we're going to build, those components and going out and talking to customers to understand where are the gaps in the market, what are the problems that are not being solved, is that a large enough problem to solve putting together a business case, looking, building that all the way through. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the way, the reason that Refine Labs is winning, like I'm, because we're a highly differentiated offering relative to the, the options that companies have right now. And so there's, there's an old saying that it's way better to be different than to try and be better. And I think yeah. that in some cases, a lot of, if you playing the different camp, you are also playing in the better camp at the same time. But I think a lot of companies try and say that they're better than the larger, largest competitive competitor in their category, which is a losing strategy in my view. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's interesting. Um, can you kind of go a little deeper and talk about some of the key elements that the good businesses use to differentiate themselves? Totally. So a lot of people, if we think about the, the ways that people don't do this well, they develop a technology first and then try and figure out how to slot it into some company or use case, as opposed to identifying the problem first and then developing the technology. And the second part where it goes wrong is that they will obsess over what their competitors are doing mm -hmm. and then just try and figure out how to make it a little bit different in the messaging or something like that. The place where I've found is twofold. One, you need to get the information directly from customers. We built our entire offering before we even had customers by just talking to a ton of CMOs and understanding what the gaps are. The customers tell you everything that they're not getting in the market right now or what they're not happy with with current mm -hmm. solutions, which then allows you to go and figure out how to build the offering. And so there's yeah. it's talking to customers, also aligning that you're building once, you once after you've identified the problem. You can do them both in parallel, right? But those are the, the sequences that I recommend. Mm -hmm.
much really fun technology out there right now. Uh, you know, we've been looking into some of that that really helps you mine that data, you know, of what your customers are saying so that you can build a quality product that is different and that's something that you're your customers are are asking for. And I think that's just brilliant that we're starting to leverage that now in the um, in the economy. You know, it's it's not like you're saying, everybody, you need this. We're actually saying, where are the gaps? And um, it's kind of that old adage of, it's not creating something new. You just got to make it better. Mm-hmm. And I love the toothpaste reference. I'm, I'm thinking of George Washington and wooden teeth. Anybody else thinking of that? I'm like, thank goodness for for toothpaste. <laughs> I was thinking about what the first like Crest newspaper ad looked like. Oh, or something. totally! Yes, <laughs> yes. And the and it was like a powder too. That's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're probably like, yeah, powder doesn't stick very well in that brush. So let's make a paste. Look at that. Look at that. Back into differentiation. Well, what are some ways that maybe somebody can leverage their differentiation into a quality sales pitch that will generate the leads? Because, you know, maybe if um, the customer doesn't know that this is that you're different because you're better or better because you're different, like how do you how do you quantify that and really sell that? By doing it way before you're in a sales pitch. Okay. This is the answer. Yeah. And so like if you are different, if you're offering truly differentiated, you solve a clear pain point, you know who you're selling to, and you know how to get to those people. My preference is that those people know all of those things before they get into a sales conversation Mm. with you. And so that's how we do it. It's by taking a way more of a marketing first approach to driving revenue than a sales driven approach. Because when, if somebody's coming in, like let's look at our example right now. If we at Refine Labs, if we have a company that comes in that is not aware of our differentiation at the time of the sale, we lose that deal every time. Because if they oh. if they don't, then they're going to be way more price sensitive. They're going to be comparing us against commodity providers. And they don't value the additional things that we do and the different perspective that we that we have. And so I think that companies that are truly different need to focus on having everyone in the market know about that way before they get into a sales conversation. You can do that through media. You can do that through organic content. But I think the the driver is that it's content driven, mm-hmm. and you need to figure out how to distribute it effectively in the way that people actually consume it. Yeah. Who do you think does a really good job of that right now? At the moment, I would say if we look back to like a 2016 to 2018 timeframe, I think the company Drift did a really, really great job at crafting the narrative, moving into the market in an efficient way through podcasts, LinkedIn, some progressive channels for that time. But they did a really great job. I think they've sort of fallen off recently, actually. I think that the performance of their overall comm strategy has gotten less effective over time. But that that would be a good example of someone that did it. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, one of the challenges, I think, is that business leaders need to know we've got a much more sophisticated audience that you're trying to market to. And so your consumers know a lot more than they may have years ago. And especially at at the senior level, when you're talking to someone that's been in business a long time, they may still be approaching uh, the market the same way they were in the past. And, you know, thinking about that in, in today's marketplace, what's the first step a leader today should really take in trying to differentiate their business from others in their industry? Go talk to 20 people that use your product and then talk to 20 people that look like them that don't use your product and figure out what the gaps are. Yeah, that's and, great. And, so, and I, I prefer in this instance to not use surveys. I prefer like 
true one-to-one, whether it's on Zoom. I've done a lot in person. In person has been really helpful, especially going to their place of business. We were selling into hospitals at one point. So I was in there, like in the ICU at two in the morning, understanding what it's like to be an ICU physician or an ICU nurse at that point in order to do market research to understand how to position and differentiate the product relative to other options. And so that if you're able to be curious, go in there with no other objective than just to learn, then I think you get some really good feedback because you recognize patterns as you talk to more people. I think with a place where people miss on market research is that they try and lead people to the outcome that they are have already decided. <laughs> and so it's really trying to figure out how to be objective. I've been in both like 2013, I was a young marketer, basically was just trying to convince someone of my position doing market research, it's a losing strategy. And as I got more mature in my career, it's all about like, I don't care if you tell us that our product is the worst thing ever. It's good data for me. I'm going to ask why I'm going to try and understand how, like, no matter what answer the customer gives you, it's the right, it's the right answer. And then it's about trying to figure out what do they actually mean by it? Because if they say something to you directly and you take it directly, it may not be what you're actually looking for. So it's our job as marketers to be able to ask secondary questions and dive deeper into what they mean and then interpret what they mean into what it means for us. Yeah. I love that. Well, this has been great content, and I know that you have a lot more to share. So, uh, Chris, would you mind just staying on maybe an additional minute? I've got one more question for you. Would that be okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Hey, guys, you heard it right here. Chris is actually going to hang around just a little bit longer after the interview to share one more answer to our questions about creating instead of capturing demand for your product or service. You definitely don't want to miss it. To hear that clip, subscribe to our email list, and we will send you a link to our bonus content. Or visit onenextsteppodcast.com, where you can find a link in our show notes. Man, Chris was awesome today, wasn't he, Dorian? Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah, I love the fact that he's a classically trained marketer, and yet um, he has really taken the kind of world by storm on this whole uh, digital approach and the understanding of it all. It's been fascinating. No, it has. You know, one of the things that I really enjoyed was the whole idea of creating demand. And, you know, it's really about the customer and getting to know who you're talking to. And that research is invaluable. And I think it's something that as a a business owner, you really need to listen to what your customers are saying. And and that should be a continuous conversation. It shouldn't be a a one-time conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and didn't you like it how he said it was a little bit of a burn there, but when he talked about how so often during market research, you're already convinced of your idea. Yeah. And so no matter what your clients, uh, right, are giving you feedback on, you're just kind of ignoring it. And so, you know, he really said that he loved the fact when people say, I don't like that product, right? Because there, there's a lot of honesty behind that. Um, and you're learning kind of which direction to take it in. So that was pretty cool stuff. No, it definitely was. What, what was your key takeaway? Yeah, I really liked um, how he really differentiated between uh, creating demand and capturing demand. I think that really capturing or creating demand is so much easier. Yes, it's, there's more cost up front to do that, but then you really come out as the market leader. You can set your own price point, and then everybody's just a follower after that. Now, you got to keep up with it. He, you know, he said Drift was a great example of that because they kind of turned away from it. But I like the idea of creating demand more than capturing it. And I thought he he gave a great example of that. Definitely. So. 
Hey guys, we have a one next step for you as always. We wanna help you grow your business. And this week we wanna encourage you to follow Chris Walker on LinkedIn and subscribe to his podcast, The State of Demand Generation. Text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step podcast.com and we'll give you direct links to Chris and his podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next time, lead wisely and lead well. Start by making today count. Hey guys, I want you to join us next week when we'll talk with our good friend, Lisa Seal, who's the Vice President of Revenue at Belay. She'll chat with us about how Belay designs their compensation and commission plan for salespeople and how you can create your own plan that benefits both your company and your team. Here's a short teaser of our chat with Lisa. You know, if you set it up correctly and they're paying for themselves by the sales that they bring in, then why cap them? The more they sell, the more they make, the more you win as an organization. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.